This episode brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. And welcome back. Another episode of the Steelers Up podcast, uh, part of the Roster Up Media. I'm your host, Andrew Torres. Looking forward to having another episode with you. Today's special guest. Looking forward to having this gentleman on for a long time. He goes by many names. He goes by the book. He goes by the sportsbook consigliere. There's tons of different titles you could throw at this guy. But I just know him as Dave Sherapan. Dave, it's an awesome. Uh, it's awesome to have you on the show and for the first time and hopefully the first of many times. Man, thank you for having me, Andrew. We've talked so many times in three-minute clips, um, getting ready for stuff. And so you said you needed uh, a guest to come on a podcast that you're doing. I couldn't wait to do it, and I'm glad we finally got it hooked up. So we get to talk Steelers football. What, I mean, what what else would I want to be doing today? Exactly. Football seasons. <laughs> I, I, Donnie, or Donnie, uh, Dave, Donnie's another guy we're going to have on <laughs> in the future. Another guy that I've worked with in the past. But, uh, Dave, you've been quite the busy guy being a part of the Sports Grid Network, uh, Sports Grid Radio, Sports Grid TV, and stuff like that. Um, how busy are you and how much sleep have you been getting? Oh man, Andrew, it's crazy because I mean, I worked in a sports book for basically 20 years and I thought that was a lot, yeah. you know, moving numbers, taking bets, making odds, all this stuff. And now I'm out of the book for the first time in that 20 year period and I'm doing media. And I thought, all right, this will be a little bit of a break. It's more, it's never ending. And then, you no. know, you keep putting yourself out there right. and, you know, you have opinions and experience and stuff like that. So, and I just keep saying yes, which is fun. So I don't sleep much right now, but when mm -hmm. I sleep, I sleep really good. Right. Well, and the thing is, because you're in the West coast, you're in Las Vegas. So that specific time when stuff happens in the East, like in New York and, you know, Pennsylvania mm. for Pittsburgh, that's, I can't imagine losing those three hours of sleep it's, to have to try to do stuff. It's, it's different because I, and I guess that's one of the edges that I have is mm. that I'm an East coast guy living on the West coast time. Right. Yep. So I've been living on East coast time, even from the time I moved to Curacao and worked down there, it was an hour ahead of Eastern time. And I, I was there almost two years and never changed my watch from Eastern time. So I kind of nice. operate on Eastern time that's good. because you know, everything's happening back there. So, I mean, Vegas is cool yeah. and West coast time is great. And, and I love the games early in the morning and stuff like that. But man, when you got to wake up at, you know, 6 a.m. for a 9 a.m. show back east, you ain't getting much sleep. <laughs> no, no. But uh, like I said before, really excited to have you on the show and looking forward to your perspective on the Steelers. And, you know, just to kind of just to kind of introduce yourself, you know, the guests that I've had on previously for the show and even myself kind of introducing myself as far as my background following the Steelers. Um, talk a little bit about how you became a fan. You know, was it a specific player you were interested in following or, or from Pittsburgh or the area? Just yep. kind of talk about how you kind of fell into Steelers nation. Born and raised in Pittsburgh. Um, and, you know, when you're born in Pittsburgh, they wrap you in a terrible towel uh, when you come out. So, I mean, like, it's a birthright. You just, yes. you're, 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 you're anointed a Steeler fan. Right. Everyone above you, around you is a Steeler fan. Yep. So you just, you just eat, drink, and you become a Steeler fan. Everything you own is black and gold. In the late 70s, Jack Ham was my next door neighbor. Oh, my um, gosh. For about 
five, six years. And Jack didn't have kids. So I'm the oldest of five. I have two brothers right under me. Jack used to be our steady quarterback in the street. We used to, he used to come <laughs> over and shoot hoops with us. And nice. he was a tremendous guy. I mean, at one point he knocked on our door and he said, Hey guys, go get your football. We went outside and Terry Bradshaw was outside. Oh Terry my Bradshaw threw us a pass. We were nice. like, Oh my God. You know, we couldn't wait to tell everybody at mm-hmm. school. Yeah. About a month later, he did the same thing. So we ran, I got my brother said, come on, you know, Jackson, Mr. Ham's outside. He, he's got somebody. It was Lynn Swan. Oh my God. Go throw Lynn Swan a pass. So I'm nine, eight years old, throwing these guys passes, catching passes. Like, so I didn't know any better. Nice. So, I mean, my roots go deep. I mean, nice. we're talking like 45 years of Steeler fan. I mean, I thought winning the Super Bowl was just a normal thing, like just an <laughs> a- annual thing. When I was a little right. kid, all we did was win Super Bowls. So, so when they so, finally lost, I couldn't believe it. Right. So, 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 suffice it to say, you basically grew up having catch with the Hall of Fame. That's basically what you're saying. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) in a way. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, I grew up and I I went to Penn state and Jack went to Penn state and, you know, we we stayed in touch a little bit there. And then after that, I'm covering for KDK TV in Pittsburgh, I'm covering the Steelers. I mean, it was like, I was just another day. It was, it was amazing. I'm going to, you know, training camp going on Wednesdays to do the, you know, the interviews, the media day, all this stuff. And I'm like, this is unbelievable, man. So yeah, the roots run deep. I mean, that was even before I started in the books and taking bets and stuff. I was a Steeler fan from a long, long time ago. Great. Well, it's awesome to hear Steeler fan stories myself. Just to give you a kind of a background, my dad is from New York, um, but he grew up in the 70s too. So, And when he started watching football, the Steelers were the best team in the league by far. And, Easy. you know, we're winning Super Bowls and stuff. So he kind of fell in love with the team and that kind of trickled down to me and my brother. Um, I didn't <laughs> big difference between you growing up watching them and me growing up watching them. Um, I was only a year old when they went to the Super Bowl in 96. So, Ooh. okay. I, it was tougher for me, but then finally, you know, in 05 and 08, I saw them win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, you know, I saw the bus win cower win, uh, you know, speaking of cower and Palomalo and company, um, you know, watching those guys get inducted into the hall of fame was pretty oh. exciting for me. Uh, awesome. it, it, it was definitely touching. And I love Troy Polamalu's speech talking about Steelers culture and everything like that. It was pretty cool. It's and it's real. Like he's talking about it, but I mean, I've been in the building and I've been around it. I mean, I still got guys that like run the parking lots at, at Heinz field. I was just back there for the first time in, you know, a couple of years. And, mm. you know, you, I, I got to see a lot of people that are still involved in the front office and, and, and around and, you know, vendors and all kinds of stuff. It's a culture from top to bottom. You know, and, and, and sometimes it doesn't work out for some players. They come and it just don't doesn't work out. But for the most part, everybody buys in, fans included. So right. uh, for better or for worse, if you're a Steeler fan, that means something. Yeah, it definitely means something. To, and the, the other thing, too, before we get into the, the numbers and everything for this upcoming season, one of the biggest things that you always see, whether whenever the Steelers play on the road and, you know, it's a Sunday night football game, it's a Monday oh. night football game, oh. everywhere they go, you see terrible towels going everywhere. Oh, so we used to talk about this all the time when I was even living in Pittsburgh. Then now that I've been gone, I've gone to away games. It ain't people coming from Pittsburgh, Andrew. There's yeah. Steeler fans mm-hmm. everywhere. And everywhere. you get to see a team like I've been to the games back in San Diego. I've been to a game um, in L.A., and it's people that live there that are Steeler fans. Yep. And I'm in Vegas and there's multiple Steeler bars, like where oh, wow. people get together every single week of the season, good or bad, no matter what time the game starts. 
and they're just they're ramping up. One place is getting Iron City beer shipped in, which is the local <laughs> beer in Pittsburgh to nice. make it like Pittsburgh. So, nice. yeah, man, it's it's a real deal. It's a way of life. I should get some Permanente Brothers sandwiches. That would go really well. with Another that. place does that, too. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's crazy. I got to visit Vegas now. You got to, you, you got to, oh. you got to get me over there and man, Just come out, man. Come we got, we're going to party. So, so, t- so talking about the season, the Steelers, they played a couple preseason games. Um, <sighs> this past game against the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, it, it, I, obviously it's hard to judge regular season stuff when you're going off of the preseason because none of the regular guys are in. Right. Um, and Najee Harris, uh, he, he had a very, very brief two carry game in this game against the <laughs> Eagles. Uh, Pittsburgh, for the most part, struggled in the first half, uh, trailing at halftime 16 to seven, but then came storming back in the second half, scoring two touchdowns in the third. Dwayne Haskins looked pretty good. Mason Rudolph looked pretty good. Um, the biggest question, at least to start it off to me, is if, God forbid, something happens to Ben Roethlisberger, oh. what is, who is going to take the lead for this Steelers offense? Me, personally, I think it's Dwayne Haskins. He has the most experience out of anybody over Mason Rudolph and Joshua Dobbs or anybody else that they could get, for that matter, at this point in the season. I thought he looked pretty good as far as consistency goes. He had a touchdown uh, uh, in the game, 16 for 22. Um, Dave, I'll just ask straight up, is he going to be the backup behind Ben Roethlisberger this year? I have no idea, man. I have no idea, Andrew. I really <laughs> Very don't. Helpful. Very I mean, helpful. No, I can't. I wish I could give you the answer. I don't think they're, they're the Steelers are keeping it close to the vest, and that's yeah. also part of the Steeler culture, right? True. Yeah. But when you watch it, like think about this: Charlie Batch was the backup for almost a decade. Yeah. Behind, long, you know, I mean, like he time. sat there and got old and didn't have to do nothing because Ben kept showing up. Yep. He'd get up. He keeps showing up. He'd get hurt. He keeps showing up. We just need a backup that can perform the job physically. Just, 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 just play. You don't have to win a game. Just don't lose it. Like that's, that's the big fear in Pittsburgh. If Ben goes down and Ben's almost 40, mm-hmm. I mean, and this feels like the last dance. Right. You want to talk about Aaron Rodgers and, and Green Bay. Right. This feels like this is it for, for, for Ben. And it's going to be a hard way parting of the ways. I mean, I hope he doesn't end up in a Jets uniform or something like that. Oh, God, please. That would be terrible. No. But but I don't know who's going to be the backup. They're trying to figure it out. They're obviously – I think they're going to keep both somehow. Mm -hmm. Um, Do they need both? I don't know. I mean, let's – I don't think the Steelers' prospects for the season are going to end very well if either one of them has to play more than one game. Right. Like, don't, if we got to, you can go in and fill in and hopefully you're in for the victory formation. But please, man, if like Ben's out four weeks, we might be in big trouble. Right. And the other thing, too, you talking about things that are necessary for the Steelers to be successful is the running game. Najee yes. Harris comes in a lot of expectations, uh, but the thing is, a lot of hope is in Najee Harris to perform extremely well because we saw what happened at the, line, the end of last year. Ben Roethlisberger just ran out of gas. You oh. saw the effect that the, the elbow surgery had on him and his age started to show at 38 last year. This year he's 39. We need to establish a running game as soon as possible. And Najee Harris, you know, whether he has a slow start or whether he performs extremely well, he has to be the guy that has to get it done on the ground. But you know where it starts? The offensive line. Yeah, that's last true too. year was so bad yeah they were embarrassing as far as running the football and then 
And they I mean, won 11, the, they won 11 straight games yeah, though. Yeah, but, that's but the it was crazy a, it thing. was it was a lot of smoke and mirrors and it was yeah, a lot of was. beneficial turnovers and it was yeah. really leaning on a defense that was playing to a level that was unsustainable as well because Correct. they had so many short series. You can't go three and out six times in a row because you're you're, you're exhausting the defense. You have right. to sustain possessions now in the NFL. You have to go back to old school football. You have to be able to run the ball. You, you know, I still think you have to score 40 to win. Like that's the, that's the new NFL. Yes. You can't win a game 24, 17. You can, if there's multiple turnovers, right. but the goal, every game has got to be, we got to get to 40. I think Najee's going to be great. I, 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 I love his story. I, he's a perfect stealer. I think he's going to be great. As long as he don't get hurt, he's going to be the running back for a long time coming out of that program. I think we got a perfectly polished, you know, college player who's ready to make the next step. Right. But if he gets hit behind the line, it don't matter. It <laughs> right. just don't matter. So I hope, I hope again, and we're talking about hope. And when we're talking about numbers and season wins and actually making bets, hope does not get you to the window. No, you know, churning, moving the chains and scoring points gets you to the window. Right. And, and, and that's another question mark. And just a quick side note, this is probably the first season in Steelers, for the Steelers that I can remember going back a number of years where there are a lot of question marks, you know, about the running oh, yeah. game, about the quarterback, about the defense overall, about the offensive line. Cause this is the first time, you know, I'm looking at the roster for the offensive line and I'm like, okay, I don't really, I, I don't really know who a lot of these guys <laughs> are. These guys? About them. <laughs> you know, cool. Well, the thing is Marquise Pouncey was one of the premier centers for 10 years in the league. Yeah. Alejandro gone. Villanueva, David DeCastro and all gone. these guys were gone and now they're all gone. <laughs> And I'm like, all right, well, I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see what happens. But hey, next man up has been a Steeler mantra forever, right? Like they've been yeah. able to continue to, you know, get linebackers. You don't know who these guys are. They're flying around the field making plays. Right. Um, they've been able to do it for such a long time. I give the front office so much credit for yeah, knowing for when sure. to cut bait with guys and let them go and things like that. But you're right. Like the leading up to the season questions, there's there's positions and units that haven't been question marks for a long time, even maybe under Tomlin's whole, you know, stay as the right. coach in Pittsburgh. So right. they've never been under 500 uh, with him as the head coach. we got 17 games now. we got a season win total of eight and a half. Is this the year they go eight and nine? Like, I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. Steelers expectations, you know what they do. You're a fan. Mm -hmm. They play to their level of competition, right? When they have a bad team, they kind of play down, but they find a way to win. When they have a good team, they usually play up and surprise. Very rarely do you get surprises with the Steelers. There's one or right. two clunkers a season. Right. But, man, the question marks are – there's a lot of them. And, I mean, it all hinges on Ben. It, it all hinges on Ben. He's got to stay healthy. Offensive line has to keep him relatively clean. And we got to throw it under 40 times a game. Yeah. I hope he throws it under 30. That's what I was going to say. 30 times is enough for me. That's it. You, you, the, the running backs have to be able to, because, because even if, even if you're trying to throw the ball effectively, you have to establish some sort of running game or else, or else you're, you're one-sided, which exactly what the Steelers were last year. And that's why, you know, for whatever reason, they won 11 straight games and then everything just fell apart at the end. Oh yeah. It was a house of cards. It was just a matter of time. 
And I, as the winds kept piling up, I was like, boy, this is bad. Yeah. Like you could just, <laughs> it's in the could, back of your mind. You could just feel it. Like I was going on all the shows saying, yeah, they're 11 and oh, people, you know, and I go on the shows and I wear the Steeler hat like I'm wearing today. And I, 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 I mean, I love the Steelers and being a fan, but I mean, in the book, you kind of got to just keep it real and right. keeping it real was like, they can't keep this up. No. And like that game against Cleveland in the playoffs was, I, I'm Ugh. still not over. Right. Like, I can't no. believe that happened. Mm. It was so bad. It, it left a yeah. bad taste in my mouth. Can you imagine what it left with those guys that had to come back that are still there? That's crazy. You know, like you got to, Cleveland's favor to win a division along with Baltimore. Is that what reality are we living in? Uh, not one that I've ever had to live in before. No. Um, before we go back, uh, into this season, I wanted to ask you about the future of the Steelers. And we talked about, touched about this before with the future, not we've always known who was going to be around, right? The guys in the offensive line established good quality running backs. Big Ben's been around for the longest time. And now it seems to be for the first time since before Ben Roethlisberger showed up, the, the quarterback future of this franchise is in doubt because we don't know who it's going to be. Does, does that, and you know, we can talk about this as a fan's perspective because, because this, this is how we think about it. This is how we process it all the time is how worried are you that the Steelers really haven't had the chance to go out and look for the next guy that's going to lead this offense in the future. I think it ends up looking like new England did when Tom Brady left. Hmm. It's going to be a bad year. It's hmm. going to, unless somebody walks in like Ben did right, with a exactly. defense that was just amazing. And we got a kid who we don't ask to do much. Just don't turn the ball over, manage the game, hand it off to this big running back. Right. Don't turn it over and we'll be good. I think there's going to be, it may, and it may turn quick. I mean, we're talking never having a losing season under Tom went to five and 12. Right. Six and 11. And that's not going to, I mean, how long is that going to last in Pittsburgh? The standard is the standard. That's right. what, that's what Tomlin says all the time. Yeah. And I love his press conferences and all that stuff, but the standard is winning. Right. And if it goes bad quick, man, is going to be a lot of change. Yeah. And, it, <laughs> it, and I agree with what you said too. It, I, I think it'll happen extremely fast. Oh, like it's going to, it's going to happen. Like the off season comes and within a month and a month and a half, it's going to be like, what the heck just happened to me? Like a bomb blew up in the locker room and things are just going to be all over the place. Yep. It's going to be crazy. But looking towards the schedule for this season in 2021, uh, Steelers jump right into it. One of the favorites to get the season started uh, September 12th against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, and this was the team that they struggled with last year. For the first time, you know, in 20 years, the Buffalo Bills are expected to do something. Um, week one is one of those weird things where – uh, yeah, and you know the starters typically don't do anything in the preseason. We haven't seen Ben at all. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster had a couple touches in the game against the Eagles. You know, for the other preseason games, they're against the Lions and the Panthers, so we don't really expect the starters to be in either of those games. At least I don't anyway. But um, coming out against the, the Buffalo Bills in the first week, how do you expect the Steelers to do? I expect them to lose. I expect them the, – the line is seven. Listen, I know it's a Steelers podcast, but I, I don't expect them <laughs> to win the game. Like, this is opening up in New England. And this is – how many times have we seen this? Like, right. they get the, they get the big game. The hype is there. It's going to be fantastic, right? The expectations for Buffalo are through the roof. Rightly so. They're one of the best teams in football, let alone in the AFC. They got fans again. 
you're going to have a, a, a very, very hostile environment. Mm. All of that being said, I don't know how the Pittsburgh defense is going to slow Buffalo down. We saw them go to Buffalo late last season. Wasn't there. It was close for a little while, but then they separated themselves. Right. Steelers have to limit the big play, which Buffalo is very capable of making. And Buffalo causes turnovers. If the Steelers are minus one or worse on the turnover battle, they got to play it even. If they're minus one or worse, I don't think they win the game. I, right. do, I really don't. I saw the line seven. It's a good number. But if I if I had to play it, I would lay it before I would take it. Yeah. And looking at the rest of the season, at least in September, and this is the first time that I can remember in a long time, Dave, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but the Steelers don't play the Ravens until the first week in December. Late. And then, so the first week in December, and then the last week's, week 18 is against the Ravens. They play yeah. the Browns in January. They play the Browns at the end of October. Mm. They pl- the only divisional game that they play that's early in the season is September 26th. They host the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. After that, it's not till the end of the month of October that they start really getting into the grind of the season. Do you see that as an advantage where the Steelers can kind of, you know, find their game, find their rhythm as long as nobody stays injured. And then they go into playing the Browns uh, and the Ravens and the rest of the division. Yes, actually I do. Um, And there's two schools of thought there. You want to measure yourself against a division opponents opponents early. So you can either exert your, superiority or know where the measuring stick is and go, okay, we got to get better if we got, because the first goal in the NFL is to win your division. Correct. Everything after that doesn't matter. Right. So, I mean, it does, you want to have the most wins you can and get home field, but you got to win your division because now with the wild cards, there's going to be teams in bad divisions that are going to win more games. I mean, they just are. So you got to win your division. I think it is a strength because I think there's so many question marks. I don't think the Steelers are probably going to start They're going to finish, barring injury, stronger than they're going to start. That's the way I see it, just looking at it from a distance. You know, I don't know exactly what's going on with camp. I try to pay attention and see here and there. Mm -hmm. But I think the way that they have to go about it, especially offensively, they're going to get better later. So give us a shot at the Ravens late. Give us a shot at the Browns late because they got all the expectations of the world. And if they're – not beating those expectations. We'll get kind of a wounded animal a little bit, which yeah. may or may not be good, but I'm good with that. You know, the I'll season expect- yeah, like, let's go. We'll, I'll, we'll see. We'll see you in November. I'll like, definitely take okay. that. And yeah. the other, the other games early in the season, Steelers second week is against the Las Vegas Raiders. I was about to say Oakland, oh. but it's not Oakland anymore. Nope. Um, and the game's in Pittsburgh. And then the other games against in Green Bay, they host the Broncos and then they mm. host Seattle. Do you see any of those games being a good challenge for the Steelers early in the season? I, I see the Packers, but we don't know what they're going to look like with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. But do you see any other games? I see all of those games being a challenge. They legitimately could lose all of those games. They legitimately could win all of those games. I think it's going to be very, very tough. And I can't wait to see again with the fans in the building and like how much Heinz Field's home field advantage means. I think it means more later too when it's cold, the field's crap, the wind's blowing off the river, and and, you know it's hard to kick there. All those things. There's magic in that place. There was magic in Old Three Rivers Stadium, and they brought it right over to Heinz Field. So there is magic there. And now we get the division opponents late, but these early ones later. I mean, the the the, uh, NFC opponents. That's a that's a little bit of a gauntlet. That's not easy. We got Buffalo to start the season. 
Green Bay, Seattle. I mean, it, those aren't easy games. No. And then later on, you got Tennessee in December. You got Minnesota mm. in December. Mm. Uh, and then you got the Chiefs. The day after yeah. Christmas, you got you got the Kansas City Chiefs. So the, yeah. the, the schedule, it's it, it's going to be the tough. hardest in football. Like if yeah. you, if you measure it by like the you know the opponent season wins or the opponent season uh, win percentage from last year, you look at all this stuff. The Steelers have the hardest schedule in football on some ratings. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. And, and, and the sooner that as fans we accept that reality and, and lower the usual expectations, I think the better off we'll be as a fan base. Yeah, but betting them it's tread cautiously as far as i'm concerned <laughs> well and that's the thing too like i and you and you can give me your opinion too it's like i always feel like the steelers always get the short end of the stick when it comes to strength of schedule even when the steelers were winning the super bowl back in 05 and 08 they still had tough schedules they were playing playoff teams from previous years and um it's just it, you know they had to always go they always at some point in the regular season they always had to go up against a manning and a Brady and Always. all these up and all these other good defenses in the AFC. And when they played uh, NFC teams and stuff, and it's just like, whoever makes these schedules just doesn't want to give the Steelers a break <laughs> at all. It's, There's it's ridiculous. No break. It, it, I mean, for a long time, it was the best division in football, right? You know, it was always a hard, like the division games, there was no bunnies, even in Cincinnati when they were bad, but right. when they were good back in the days of Carson Palmer, TJ Hushman's on a Chad Johnson, they were really good. Right. You know, and the Browns were the, the one and that, you know, you got two bunnies against every year, but even the game in Cleveland was never easy. They no. won it all the time, but it was never easy. So, yeah, I, I I mean I don't think there's an inherent bias, but as fans, you're always like, man, can we just get these bad teams? Like, <laughs> let us play Jacksonville a little right. bit, or like, it's, why can't we catch Houston this year when right, you know they're exactly. down? Like, we got Tennessee in December. We want to tackle Derrick Henry in the cold in December. That's going to be a tough game too. Yeah. There's a lot of tough games on the schedule, man. It's going to be a lot of fun, Dave. But final question. Um, you talked about the the win totals for the Steelers for this upcoming season. Do you agree that the Steelers could go sub 500? What do you think their final win total or win loss uh, record is going to be this year? I went through it once I came up with nine where okay. I felt solid. I mm -hmm. went through it again and I gave them the benefit of the doubt. I came up with 10. I went through it again, one third, like, and I'll do it two more times as, mm -hmm. as, the, sure. as the preseason gets closer sure. to kickoff Absolutely. and everything. This is how you come up with the numbers in the room. You do it once, you come up with a number. You do it again, you come up with a number. You do it a third time, and then you put up a number to take bets. Eight was the last time. Ugh. I think it falls one way or the other. It's eight, nine, or ten. If they exceed ten, I'll be pleasantly surprised, but I'll be very happy because it's probably going to mean a playoff spot. Right. Would I be surprised to see eight, nine? Or really, I don't think they can go seven and ten. I don't think so, but I don't think so either with an injury, anything can happen. Right. But I think that they, I think the damn thing falls eight, nine or 10. That's it. Right. Ugh. Oh, oh, so frustrating. And, and the thing is it's frustrating because we just don't know nor like, and we've talked about oh. it on the show the entire time we've kept saying it over and over. We just don't know. Like and no. for the first time in forever, we don't know what's going to happen. But nope. Dave, I appreciate you being on the show. Look forward to having you on the next time. Real quick, before we get out of here, tell everybody how they can follow you and kind of get plugged into what you do. So uh, I'm big on Twitter. Uh, that's my one social media thing right now that I do. And it's the Sportsbook Consigliere. 
uh, at sports BK can sig is my Twitter handle. I try to put all my appearances and all the stuff that I do on there um, every day, Monday through Friday. I'm on Sports Grid TV and Sirius XM 204 doing in-game live shows. I have my own personal podcast, which is called Cash Considerations, which I do with a guy from Philly and a guy from Boston and me, who's Pittsburgh roots, but lives in Vegas. We talk about gambling. We have guests on the show. Hopefully nice. at some point we'll be able to get you on that show. Absolutely. And, and then, you know, I just I, I'm on the MLB network uh, sometimes. I'm a contributor there. I got all kinds of things happening for football season. But, you know, just follow along on Twitter and you'll be able to find the rest of the stuff. Great. Dave, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we'll definitely have to have you back. Uh, you guys can follow rosterupmedia.com is where you guys can check out not just the Steelers podcast, but all the other teams, the Lions, the Eagles, all the good stuff is there. We're going to be getting the Twitter up for this podcast up in just a few short days as well. Be sure to check out the previous episode and this episode, uh, all of that on the Roster Up Media. You can follow them on Twitter and Facebook as well. For Dave Sherapan, I'm Andrew Joyce. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, be sure to check out the next episode. Until then, have a good one.